You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. I find myself exhausted. I find myself drained. I find myself slipping from joy, crossing over into pain. I find myself empty. I find myself dry. I think I'd better stop for a minute and ask myself why. Today, we're going to be talking about burnout. Burnout. What exactly is burnout? According to healthguide.org, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And as the stress continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you to take on a certain role in the first place. Burnout reduces productivity and saps your energy. It leaves you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, and resentful. And eventually, you may feel like you have absolutely nothing to give. The negative effects of burnout, it can spill over into every area of your life, including your home life, your work life, and also your social life. Burnout can also cause long-term changes in your body that make you vulnerable to illnesses like colds and flu. And because of its many consequences, it is very important to deal with burnout right away. And again, this is from helpguide.org. So, Dreesy, as I explain the definition of burnout, have you ever experienced burnout? Or do you know someone who's experienced burnout? Oh, I've definitely experienced burnout. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. It says not only working professionals suffer from burnout, but anyone exposed to chronic stressful conditions can experience burnout. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely not just associated with work. It can be anybody. Exactly. It can be caretakers. Celebrities can burn out, parents, single parents. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of circumstances that can lead to burnout. So this term burnout, it was coined in the 1970s by an American psychologist by the name of Herbert J. Frottenberger. He used it to describe the consequences of severe stress and high ideals in helping professionals such as doctors and nurses who sacrificed themselves on a daily basis to serve others. So that's where he got that from. As you know, Dreesy, over the last couple of years, it's been a real stressful time for a lot of people. It's been a lot of uncertainties. It's been a lot of shifting in the job market. We have people now working from home. 
We have people who stayed essential. We have people doing a lot of overtime because of shortages. There aren't enough people working now. And so the people that are there and consistent and holding down the load, they're experiencing burnout. So I just want to talk about that today and bring some type of encouragement on how we can regroup from the last chaotic years, the last two chaotic years that we've had. Oh, yes. I just saw something the other day that said, I think Maria Shriver posted it. It said she walked by a restaurant and she saw a sign that said, you know, be kind because the whole world is experiencing short staff (laughs) right now. That's right. So, yeah, many places are short staff, which means, yes, the people probably are experiencing some kind of burnout, tiredness, exhaustion for sure. That's right, because there's not too many places you can go or businesses you can ride by and it doesn't have the sign now hiring. Yep. Or short staff. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So with us knowing that, I guess we should be more patient, more patient in this time, in this hour, because people are doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. Yes, ma'am. Also, Dreesy, in 2019, the World Health Organization, known as WHO, They provided clarification by classifying burnout as a syndrome that stems from an occupational phenomenon. This condition, it is considered a syndrome, not a medical diagnosis, and it's caused by chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And some of the people right now, Dreesy, during this time that are most stressed, that are most overwhelmed, that are most exhausted and most burned out are actually Generation Z and the millennials. So I, I, get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, be in your bag. That's the culture we're in. I okay. absolutely believe it. <laughs> what? Well, you talking about the hustle grind? Oh, absolutely. It's all about the bag. No wonder we exhausted. (laughs) That's right. right. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. It's going to cost you something. So a 2021 from Jobs website Indeed showed that millennials and Gen Z workers are reporting the highest rates of burnout Mm. at 59% and 58% respectively. These reporting rates among Gen Z were increasing the fastest. In 2021, 47% of Gen Z said they were burned out compared to 53% of the millennials. Wow, that's a lot of young people burned out. It is. It is. Wow. Yes. Additionally, in 2022, a survey by U.S.-based work management platform, Asana, showed more than Gen Z workers were reporting feeling feelings of burnout other than any other age groups. Gen Z workers were reporting feelings of burnout more than any other age group. While 2021 survey of British workers showed 80% of Gen Z responders reported feeling more burned out since the pandemic compared to an average of 73% across all age groups. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the pandemic has probably (laughs) just made what already was a high number an even higher number. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And there's also some other stressors uh, that are burning them out, like financial stressors Mm -hmm. with inflation and stagnant wages. A lot of them are talking about the long work hours. You would think remote working, I guess it would have its advantages and disadvantages, but a lot of remote workers are now finding themselves working later hours. Mm-hmm. Checking emails more. And, you know, they just don't have the structure. Some of them don't have the structure of the cutoff to make it a nine to five. So, a lot of times their workload just bleeds on over into later hours, which are causing burnout. Another thing that's causing burnout is isolation, the isolation of the pandemic. A lot of people, you know, have different personalities, yeah, different makeups. And it's very, important that they're around people being social. So when they had to isolate and go remote, that even caused a type of burnout for a lot of people. We're not even talking about the time that young people spend on social media. It says that Gen Z and the millennials spend at least 4.5 hours a day on social media. So that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And burnout, it doesn't just come all of a sudden. A lot of times burnout is progressive and it eases up on you. So do you have anything to share about burnout, Dreesy? Have you experienced burnout? Anything you can identify with some of the audience with as far as burnout? I have definitely experienced burnout and I'll share a couple of stats here. They're Mm -hmm. slightly different too. So I'm curious as to how they um, receive their numbers or what kind of surveys they sent out. But Mm -hmm. Deloitte here says for 2022, 77% say they have experienced burnout at their current job. But then Indeed says 52% are experiencing burnout, which is a plus 9% from pre-COVID survey. So as we were saying, of course, the pandemic has had, you know, an effect on the amount of people experiencing burnout. But I remember experiencing burnout For the first time officially, I would say probably my first job after college, um, I was recruiting all over the state. I had a very large region in the state as well. So I was always traveling and I was coming back literally just to wash my clothes and I would be back on the road. And I literally remember feeling burnt out. I remember when it hit me and it sucks that I'm hearing that millennials and Gen Z are the ones experiencing burnout the most is because I literally experienced severe burnout in my 20s. And I don't wish that on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And to experience it in your 20s is a whole nother thing because you have so much life ahead of you, but you're exhausted. I literally remember feeling so much exhaustion, but in the back of my head being so worried because I was only in my 20s and I had so much life ahead of me. And it makes me think of what has kind of gone viral lately about the soft life era. And although it's more so been connected to Black women, I think that anybody really can identify with this. But it says Black women are making space for ease in their lives. They're deciding strength and work ethic don't have to be their sole identity. 
And I really connected to that because, and I wrote something too. So I'll share what I wrote based off of what that post said. Okay. I said work ethic. Phew. And then I said, and going to a fine arts magnet school for seven years, which I love, amped this up for me. I said, all I ever knew was achieve, excel, and excellence. Chords, awards, 4.0, summa cum laude, et cetera, have all been my experience. And while I'll always be proud of that, I also realized that it cost. I said, imagine burning out in your mid-20s when there is so much life left in you. I said, I don't wish that on anyone. I said to my younger sisters, take off the cape. I said, when my health challenges started, I didn't have a choice but to take off the cape. I didn't have a choice but to adjust. And quite frankly, my work ethic would have most likely killed me, both literally and figuratively. Now, I said, when 5-ish p.m. rolls around, I get up and leave. And even as I'm cringing while walking out and guilt is trying to give me a tight, long embrace, I get in my car and I drive away. I say it's necessary for me to be effective. Thank God for his grace and restoration. So, yes, (laughs) burnout is so very real. And I would even aim to say that I've probably experienced it within these last two and a half years as well with my health journey that you just get burnt out from it all. Like you get burnt out on trying to find answers. You get burnt out on nursing yourself. You get burnt out on trying to balance work, life, your body, you know, all of that. So there have been different areas in my life where, yes, I have definitely experienced burnout. And again, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I just speak to Gen Z and millennials and tell us to take off the capes. The hustle culture is there. It's always telling us to do, 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 work, 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 so much so that we don't know rest, so much so that anxiety is high. And I read something the other day that said, it's okay to not be doing something. Every season is not a grind season, y'all. Some seasons are literally recover seasons. Some seasons are literally resting seasons. And at the start of the year, I was doing a lot of listening to the fact that I think it was Joseph Prince that he was like, the way to accelerate this year is through rest. And it's hard for a lot of people who are on the go so, so, so much to really try to understand that because it doesn't make sense to them. But a lot of times your acceleration does come through stillness and it does come through rest. And I think that that's what we as Gen Z and millennials need to know. But I think that is something that Americans need to know. Balance. Balance, 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 rest, fun, work, not just one, but all of them, balance. All of them. And as with anything, just like we've talked about forgiveness and we've talked about our thought life and how it's had an effect on our health. Well, guess what? (laughs) Burnout has an effect on our health as well. So the consequences of burnout can be excessive stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, or irritability, alcohol or substance abuse, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, vulnerability to illnesses. So as we're hearing, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about can affect our health. And that came from Mayo Clinic. Very good. So when you were talking, Dreesy, about your burnout and, you know, the different types of burnout, Another burnout came to mind, and I wonder if it's a burnout that could be called maybe cultural burnout, you know, just from all of the things and, you know, a lot of the negativity that goes on in the world and just how we intake that information. 
And sometimes that can get overwhelming and exhausted. And you can actually get burned out on just hearing negativity. So I think it's important sometimes we just maybe like need to pull back, you know, maybe from the news sometimes, because like you said, in 2020, it was a lot of heightened events, a lot of exhausting negative events going on. And I know that affected a lot of people mentally. Just a day-to-day going through life and just so much negativity sometimes. It's almost like you can barely recover. It's exhaustion. It's like mental exhaustion. It's like you can't get over one thing before something else negative overlaps. So I was just thinking about that. That's a type of exhaustion as well. When it comes to exhaustion or actually burnout, from Integris Health, they've highlighted five stages of burnout. And as I've said before, burnout isn't a sudden onset of feelings. It is instead your thoughts, your feelings, and actions. It's your progress through a series of stages. And the first stage of burnout that I have listed is called the honeymoon phase. And it says like a honeymoon phase in a marriage. This stage comes with energy and optimism, whether it is starting a new job or tackling a new task. It's common to experience satisfaction that leads to periods of productivity and the ability to tap into your creative side. So this stage right here is like you're very excited. You may have started a new job. You're very excited and motivated about it. But then stage two kicks in, and it's the onset of stress phase. Eventually, the honeymoon phase dwindles, and you begin to experience stress. Not every second of your day is stressful, but there are more frequent times when stress takes over. At this stage, you take notice of any physical or mental signs. You may start to lose focus more easily, or you may be less productive when completing tasks. You may be physically fatigued, and fatigue starts to set in, and it makes it more difficult to sleep or enjoy activities outside of work. This is the onset of stress. Then we move on to the chronic stress phase. This is where you will reach a point where the stress becomes more persistent or chronic. As the pressure mounts, the stress is likely to consistently affect your work. Examples include feelings of apathy, not completing work on time, being late for work, or procrastinating during tasks. Socially, you may withdraw from normal work-related conversations, and in other cases, you may become angry and lash out at your coworkers. Sometimes these feelings follow you home and can even affect relationships with friends and family. And here we go, the burnout phase. This is a phase when you reach your limit and you can no longer function as you normally would. Problems at work begin to consume you to the point where you obsess over them. At times, you may also feel numb and experience extreme self-doubt. Physical symptoms will become intense, leading to chronic headaches, stomach issues, and gastrointestinal problems. 
friends and family members may also notice you have behavioral changes. So we see right here that burnout can affect your health. Mm-hmm. So it's a very serious situation. And the last stage is called habitual burnout phase. If this phase right here is left untreated, burnout can become a part of your everyday life and eventually lead to anxiety or depression. You can also begin to experience chronic mental and physical fatigue that presents you from working. Your job status may be put in jeopardy if you continue on this path. And again, this is by Integris Health, the five stages of burnout. So like I said, it's a progressive thing. And you begin to change over time. It begins to affect you over time. But it really is a serious matter because we are not robots. We're not machines. And we do need rest. We do need rest. Absolutely. Another thing, it says, so how would I know if I'm experiencing burnout? So we got some symptoms here as well. Mm -hmm. So Some of the physical symptoms include feeling tired. Some of y'all are too young to be tired all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you're feeling tired. You're having difficulty sleeping. You have a change in your appetite. And sometimes you are dealing with headaches and, and different muscle pains. Those are just some physical symptoms. Some of the emotional symptoms include you lack motivation. You're experiencing feelings of self-doubt. You're feeling like a failure or you're feeling feelings of loneliness. And you just have an overall feeling of dissatisfaction when it comes to your job. And the last set of symptoms is behavioral symptoms. Sometimes this can cause social isolation, not performing your responsibilities. And you may even have work-related anger outbursts at work. You may be irritable and frustrated, you know, because you're at your breaking point. But there are some things we can do to recover from burnout. There are some things we can do to recover. One is rest. And also, you know, at your job, hopefully you're in this position that you can talk to your boss or talk to people who manage you and let them know how your workload is affecting you. You need to speak up and talk to somebody and let them know you're struggling. Also, you need to prioritize self-care and schedule time for yourself. Those are just a few things you can do to recover from burnout. Awesome. And I want people to know that you're still valuable when you're still. I really think that a lot of burnout comes from people feeling that they have to do, do, do to be valuable. And I think that's directly related to us not really knowing our identity and who we are, which is, you know, that will be an episode coming up after this one and like an episode or two after this one. But I do. I think it's tied to that. You are still valuable when you're still. And a little bit earlier, I talked about Americans how we need to balance. And I never forget when I was in grad school and I was in an international business class and we were kind of learning about how different countries do business. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember which country it was. I don't want to say it wrong. Maybe Sweden, maybe not Sweden. It was one of those countries, but they like shut down for two to three hours every day for rest. 
like just their work-life culture is so very different than us. Their way of work-life balance, their view of work-life balance is extremely different from us. And I saw a meme a few months ago where it was like an American where their out of office message says, I am out on surgery, but don't hesitate to text me or call me. And someone else in another country says, I am out of the office for two months and I will get back to you when I return. So it's like where Americans were easily accessible and we invite people to access us in multiple times, even when we should be quote unquote on vacation, right? Or if we're out of the office, it's like we still invite people to access us and reach us if they need us. And so again, that work-life balance is so very important. And it just blew my mind to know that the way we do things in America is not how it's done in other areas of the world. It's not how it's done at all. That's right. And I think that that directly relates to quality of life, enjoyment of life, why the numbers look the way they do in America, why the burnout numbers and the health numbers look the way they do in America. I think a lot of that is related to what we deem work-life balance, like how we view that as Americans and how we're living that out. That's right. And I bet in other countries, they're living longer. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It makes a difference. So there you go. We've talked about burnout, the different stages of burnout, just how to be aware of and recognize burnout. And also we touched a little bit on the hustle culture and how that may contribute to burnout. And I just want everyone to know that we've all experienced it possibly at one time or another, how to recognize it, how to recover from it. And I just want everyone to know that whatever you go through in life, you're not alone. And I just want y'all to know we're all in this together and we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.